This is the I'm Kinda Famous Podcast. I'm your host, Lester Rowe. It's a new episode. This is a movie review episode. Yep, another one. Uh, before we get into the review, I'm Kinda Famous Podcast on Google Play Store or Google Music, iTunes, SoundCloud, Podbean, and wherever you stream podcasts. Subscribe, like, share, tell a friend. I need y'all to really share and tell somebody. I'm trying to get these numbers up. but uh oh arrow films arrowfilms.com that's where you go to get watch all the stuff that i've done a better link to everything and also we're gonna start adding some uh youtube video stuff going on on arrow films that involve the i'm kind of famous podcast and don't forget to go get those clean people collectors now for the movie review this week on the movie review bonus episode the belco experiment the Belko Experiment. Now, I saw this as a trailer for Get Out. Or when I went to saw Get Out, I saw this as a trailer. And I thought, man, this might be a, a pretty dope movie. A pretty dope movie. I mean, everything about it looked good. It was real crisp. The color was great. Um, and it was it looked like it was another survivor horror. Some supernatural type stuff. So I'm like, you know what? I, I, I think I'm with it. And then I saw my man in the movie... When I saw him with the great big old teeth, my man from Scrubs, Perry Cox, I was like, oh, man, I got to see it. Now, if you ain't seen Scrub, you may know him as uh, Bob from Office Space. So uh, it just depends. He's been in a lot of movies. And when I saw him in this, I was like, hey, that was a good uh, validity for me. But during the trailer, what they did was spend a whole lot of time uh, letting you know that this was a James Gunn movie. Now, I couldn't immediately put my uh, finger on James Gunn. So while I was in the movie waiting for Get Out to start, I um, looked him up. And um, honestly, the work that I saw that he did in the past, I really wasn't super impressed by. Um, Because in the past, you know, he's he's. Helped direct uh, uh, Doctor Strange. He made Con Man. He was a part of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Thor. Um, but it was a bunch of stuff that just wasn't... Just uh, stuff that I just don't think, oh, he's going to make a great movie because he was a part of part of these things. Now, I know you're thinking those comic book movies, but I'm like, when it comes to horror and that genre, it's a whole different beast. So that really wasn't enough, but it was a lot of hype behind it. But I saw my man Perry Cox from Scrubs, and I was like, "Hey, I'm watching it." So, um, let me see what this is. What uh, the Belko experiment is about? Uh, it came out 2017, a very uh, small release, but it came out um, rated R. It's a thriller, 130 minutes. I mean, not 100, uh, <laughs> an hour and 30 minutes, 90 minutes. Um, here's here's a little synopsis of it. I get a little quick little little hit on the synopsis. Um, and this is from Rotten Tomatoes. An ordinary day at the office becomes a horrific quest for survival when 80 employees at the Belco Corporation in Columbia learn that 
They are pawns in a deadly game. Trapped inside their building, a voice over intercom tells the frightened staffers that two workers must be killed within 30 minutes. When another ultimatum follows, friends becomes enemies and new alliances take shape as only the strongest will remain alive at the end. So, I don't know what that sounds like to you, but this is my review of it. Not too much different. Uh, it's a survivor horror. Um, it's a survivor horror in the office space, uh, in a office building, I should say, in a corporation in which uh, you have your main characters, of course, and you have your dickhead boss, of course. And honestly, it's really just a story, a, a movie about panic and survival. What do you do when you need to survive? Who's going to have composure? Who's going to panic? Um, it is um, supernatural. No, I won't say supernatural. It seems like a cheap statement to say. Um, I don't know if you guys are fans of the uh, Netflix series or original BBC series, but then turn Netflix series, uh, uh, Black Mirror. Um, it, it really reminds me of something that I was seeing Black Mirror, uh, Twilight Zone, maybe. Um, it, 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 it follows in that real kind of um, pace of, okay, what is really we know what they're telling us is happening here but who is the god in the sky who is the one pulling the strings making all this happen what reason and why uh that that's that's makes it kind of interesting going into it uh it opens real it, it really doesn't take very much time to uh get to the action the whole reason why most people came in pay the ticket to show up and watch this movie Cause when you see the trailers, you know what's going on. And one thing I hate is when I see a movie trailer, and it gives me this kind of idea of what the movie is. And I don't care if it changes things up a little bit, you know what I mean? Because the whole thing about a trailer or teasers to get you there. But I hate when it takes too long to get me where I'm supposed to go. You know, it's kind of like when you watch a um, comic book movie, and they spend a whole lot of time developing. The heroes when you really don't need that you know who these people are for the most part um so the movie let me see how do i even want to talk about this um just uh, leaving the movie i can say that i would probably give i think i give it like a six out of ten or five out of ten i can't go higher than six uh it did a lot of things poorly and a lot of things well, but not enough things well to offset the overall poorness of the delivery. Um, you have a lot of instances where it seems like we're doing things for no reason other than to say that we did it in in the movie. Um, a lot of it's 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 gore porn, but it's not enough gore for it to be gore porn, but it's enough blood and mayhem to make you feel that way it almost feel like watching a a, a internal mad max type of movie um where it where you get these alliances that basically come out of nowhere um and then you know just these survivals almost like gangs inside the building um let me see what else can i say about it um there is a, the the soundtrack good it felt like they was trying to be a little too artistic in the in the music not but not per se like 
Like they did, you knew you could tell they didn't. They couldn't get licenses for certain songs. What they did was use cover songs instead, or songs that really reminded you of the song that they wanted to use. So they'll use a foreign language version of uh, "California Dreaming" per se, um, and in "House of the Rising Sun," I believe too. So it's just like it, 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 but when it was used, it was used for very weird reasons. And I think it was just to make things, to take the chi- the chaos and taper it down with music. Um, all the way down to certain kill scenes. Uh, it just it just didn't deliver, but there was some beautiful shots. There are a lot of, it, it, it feels to me like the writer of the film, the writer of the film basically had wrote four or five scenes that they knew that they wanted to get to and spend a lot of equity in making those scenes great. And those scenes are great. Looks good, deliver good, um, very edited well. But then it's getting to those scenes. It's the transitions and the use of, of your characters and storytelling that was just not done well. It did a lot of paint-by-numbers things that I, I don't like to see in horror films, which horror films are notorious for painting-by-numbers. Um, but it's the way that you disguise the cliches, which they didn't disguise them at all. I've watched movies where they don't disguise them, but they do enough good things, great music, great editing, great suspense, great uh, tension. When you do those things well, we will ignore the cliches, but when you do all those things bad, like there's really not a lot of tension in the film. It's just when we get to the next dead body kind of thing. Um, so with that, like I said, I can't give it no more than a six. I really would want to give it like a five. Um, I, it's, it's a really forgettable movie for sure. Um, they could have done a lot, a lot better. Um, the casting, I think was okay. I mean, like, again, it was cliche, a lot of typecasting. Uh, you could tell, you know, they just was following the pattern on that. Um, there's not a lot I want to say about it really, uh, in the general, uh, non-spoiler so i'm finna jump into these spoilers so uh if you don't like if you if, i don't know if i sold this movie well i think you should well, i think it's worth a watch i think it's a fun movie if you can stay with it but i'm not sure how long you will really want to stay with it uh but well actually you would stay with it because it feels like it always feels like it's going somewhere it's just you never get there uh so that's uh the Belko experiment. I'm about to jump into these spoilers now. And the spoilers part of this is when I just basically talk about all the shit that frustrated me, all the things that I think is worth mentioning. And maybe you go watch, you come back, listen to the rest of this episode, and maybe we agree on some things. Maybe we disagree on some things. Either way, what I want you to do is go to the Facebook page, the kind of famous Facebook page, uh K-I-N-D-A Famous Pod, Facebook.com slash kind of famous pod. Hit me on Twitter, kind of famous pod. Or leave some comments and, and, and things of whatever on all the uh, uh, podcasting sites. I prefer you go to the Podbean, but wherever you like listening to this episode or using this episode, go do that. All right. Now, that should gave them plenty of time to leave to uh, get away from these spoilers. All right. So here's the spoilers. My thing. This is um basically what happens in here. The way that people die is they head blow up from the inside. You learn that very early. It don't take very long to get there. So uh, there is this odd thing about their boss. Their boss is is this. It, 
it is just this examination on office politics where alliances happen within the office. It's just the skies behind a horror film and all this nonsense where, okay, you can tell very quickly, like who's the, who's the beta males, who's the guy that's just like a, a, a the office jerk, the office person that annoys people. And then the dickhead sociopath boss who would, who will win by any means. That's basically what we got there. Um, and, and, and then there's a lot of, like I said, there was a lot of cliches, a lot of token characters. You have the person with kids who can't afford to lose a job. You got the black security guards. You got the the panicky, the one panicky uh, uh, office mate who no matter what, I always feel like things are going to go wrong. He's overthinking shit. Then you got the office romance. And the office romance is where my your main characters live uh, because that's the only way. Like the only person who cares about the office romance is your main characters no one else is paying attention it's just them two even though everyone in their own way are aware of what's happening with these with the couple um now i'm gonna tell you one of the first kills that wasn't so basically they the dude over intercom goes you got 30 minutes to kill somebody no one kills somebody so then heads start blowing up now everyone's afraid there's a lot of panic one thing i think movies don't do well is do panic um when if unless it's zombie type thing i don't think panic happens well because they strip away the suspense and make it all about wrenching up who's yelling how many people is yelling which makes can make a movie very annoying but anyway so one of the first legit kills from a character comes from uh the the female who is uh the love interest in this movie uh uh well no she has the second kill. The first kill comes from the, pre- the 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 maintenance crew, and this dude got clobbered in the fucking head so hard with a wrench, left a dent in his shit, and that made your love interest panic because everyone's panicking. She almost got fucked up, and she accidentally killed the guy who killed him by throwing him on some nails, which it seemed like the movie forgot that that happened because you had at this point it told them. By a certain amount of time, so many people had to be dead. And as they were counting kills, it seemed like they forgot the two kills that happened away from the group that was no longer discussed. Um, and then all of a sudden, you turn into a killing committee. Um, the black security guard kind of annoyed me because it was just no point. Actually, there was no point in none of... There was no reason to have as many of those stereotypical characters that you see in these kind of movies. There's no reason for it. I think you could attack the same thing without doing that nonsense. Um, it turned into a little firing squad at some point because they had to kill like 30 people. It's like you had to kill 30 people or 60 people would die. And so then you have this weird alliance that comes up between the boss, the dick, the beta male, um, and just just people who just like want to please the boss. Just like any other office, you go into the office, y'all may not be killing each other, but what happens is you get these same people in the office that are ready to destroy lives to save their own, um, which are people I don't like in the office, but I digress. Um, the music, like I said, was used like shit. Uh, so they use music as a way to like cover up killing, uh, especially when it turned into mass killing. It really just felt like they they want to have a a, a 
a crazy body count in this movie. A body, a lot of body count, a lot of blood. It, it was no, it was not useful. It wasn't effective. They put the music in there to be a little too artistic, uh, to taper down what was happening, and it wasn't worth it. It didn't execute well. The the selection of they used classical music at some point, uh, to 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 bring down all the rate. It was just stupid. It it just really wasn't that fucking well done. I'm not sure what the what went with writing that. Um, it 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 it, 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 it just sucked. Like it was just really done done bad. Uh, it it came off like a mix of Hunger Games, Office Hunger Games. And the Running Man. I don't know if anyone remembers the Running Man. With uh, I think it was in the '80s with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger had uh, Jesse the Body Ventura in it. Uh, and another people. It's one of my favorite movies. I, I'm not sure how it came off back in the day, but like every time Running Man is on TV, I like to watch. I really wish they would make another one. Uh, I'm looking forward to the possibility of a remake of Running Man because I always tease people when I watch Hunger Games. It's just the Running Man, like. It just made the running man with kids. Um, and, and that's what I got out of this film. Now, I will also say that what was done well were a lot of the last scenes. Um, the uh, the killing of my man from Scrubs, because he quite frankly deserved it. But I think the montage of his killing, or not montage, the way he was killed by the female lead of the movie was done very well the rhythm of it the pacing of it uh you kind of had an emotional connection to what was happening in that moment um the way she killed him she uh 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 uh, uh dropped a uh, desk on him and just went the hacking at him with a uh, butcher's knife uh and it just it just looked good the way uh th- that it was shot she she would stab him and then when she pulled up the stab is when you saw the face. So you got a lot of good gore in there, very necessary gore. Um, if you're going for a gore film, a lot of, you know, you get the implied killing where you know a killing is happen, happening that can be really intense, but you never saw blood. You never saw entry or exit. I think showing the exit in this, especially when you got a lot of unnecessary skull blown, blown up pieces all over the place, I think... It made for a very beautiful looking kill scene in a movie that was done very well. And then the transition out of that into the next scene where she was ultimately going to meet up with the male lead on the first floor. They had a light that was going at the same pattern as her stabs uh, blinking above the Belko sign. It was just it was just real beautifully done there. Um, the the ending also another great scene I, I i would say is when the boss and the male lead of the movie kind of have that final showdown it's like a big boss scene it did kind of now i'm thinking about it, it did kind of play it like a little video game um a survivalist video game and now you're at the boss you're you come in as player one now you're at the boss figuratively and literally in this movie and then they have a, a square off and standoff. And the way that that killing happened, which led to last man standing, essentially, was great. I think it was done well. Um, but it only was done well because it was done almost exactly like uh, the female leads kill scene with my guy from uh, Scrubs. So 
maybe it didn't do that many things well. It just kind of did the thing that did work. It copied and pasted and did it again. The ending was trash. You walked away, honestly, not knowing why we were doing this. It told you it was an experiment. It's in the title. Um, but you, you, you don't get many things answered. Um, all the way down to the final shot. It's like, all right, so did what we just see, was that the thing? Or is there something bigger than what we just saw? Um, was there another mini game? Like, it, was the office game a game? being played of a game being played of a bigger game uh so i i i don't know what the reason for that was uh the ending was very was not satisfying you don't get a lot of information i don't think it was even worth it to uh do it 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 just surprised me that it did get a release because it seemed like there's a lot of things could have went back and been done better down to the music obviously you get budget constraints um on a deal like this but it's just like you know how we get to point a to point b all the way to z don't web well it's very like i said it's forgettable it wasn't worth the time i don't think to make this which always troubles me but i think it's fun enough interesting enough you really want to know why so you stick around to the end to figure out why all this was happening but it doesn't deliver. So that's why I give it a five at best a six out of 10. Six is being generous. Uh, six is just for the look. Six is for uh, some decent uh, use of humor um, in, in the situation. And I think there was a lot of beautiful looking shots throughout um, that, that what I look for in quality when I look at a, a horror film or any film, but specifically a horror film. So that is the movie review episode, bonus episode from the I'm Kind of Famous podcast of the movie, The Belko Experiment. Uh, it is in movie theaters now. Um, I'm pretty positive it's going to be VOD pretty soon. So when you see it, check it out. If you think you like it, if, if I don't know what this review tells you about it, but uh, I think it's worth a watch. I'm not going to say don't watch it or you shouldn't watch it because it's not one of those that are incredibly bad. But I think it's worth uh, taking a look. Uh, if you take a look, come back, uh, give me some comments on the Facebook. We'll talk about it and uh, we'll just go from there. All right. This is the I'm Kind of Famous podcast. I'm your host, Lester Bird. Don't forget to go uh, like, subscribe, tell a friend. And we're also going to be adding the YouTube page very, very soon. And listen to the regular show week to week, every Thursday on SoundCloud, Google Music app, Podbean, Sound, uh, iTunes. Yeah. I think I said iTunes. Yeah, iTunes and wherever else you listen to podcasting. And until next time, tell your mama I'll say hi. We out of here. The I'm Kind of Famous Podcast. Peace. So in light of you being kind of famous. Why the hell I'm kind of famous? Who the hell she knows?